Hi there, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. Well, we have a great preview today. The PGA Championship is upon us, and uh, it's really nice to finally be able to uh, celebrate a major. It's been 13 months, and uh, the PGA has finally uh, put together this major. They had to move it on the schedule and, and put it into August here. Um, this is the PGA Championship from Harding Park in San Francisco. Um, there's been a lot of really great events uh, in this area of the world, and uh, we're really um, expecting another um, very memorable championship. So as usual, we've got Casey O'Donnell joining us to break it down. Uh, how, hi, Casey, how are you? Hey, Darren, how's it going? Yeah, it's going really good, really good. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, this is exciting. Uh, can't, can't believe it's finally here. I've been waiting uh, so many months for this to finally happen. Uh, it's gonna be a, a really fun tournament. Yeah, finally, after that 13th month break from the majors, here we are again in Harding Park, like you were saying, in San Francisco, which is a hub of golf. They have a lot of great courses in the area. And uh, yeah, Harding Park is going to be hosting it uh, this weekend with a lot of great players expected to win. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, a lot, lot to talk about, a lot to break down. Uh, you know, kind of really want to start with the two-time defending champion, Brooks Kepka, uh, do you think uh, he's going to be able to put together his game and uh, win three in a row? It's been a really long time since anybody's ever won three majors in a row like this. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. You know he's gunning for it. Uh, his game's looking pretty good, uh, opening with a 62 last week. Uh, his game's in really good form. Uh, you know he guns for it. This is the ones, the majors are the ones he really focuses on. He said he's ne doesn't really practice for other tournaments. When it comes to the majors, he just really focuses on them, uh, knowing that probably half the players don't really even have a chance um, teeing it up. So he's just really focusing on that. He's a true shark for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I actually wrote down uh, some of his quotes. Uh, he said this is the, actually the most relaxing week that he finds on the PGA Tour. He finds that at least half the field of 156 uh, just, uh, you know, won't even uh, be in it because the course conditions are too tough for them to compete. He said about half of the other guys um, really just d have an off week. They just can't uh, seem to, you know, have it on pr this particular week. A lot of pressure gets to guys. He said he's mentally tougher than people, and he thinks he's only got about 10 guys that he actually has to beat on a major week. He's won four majors, and he's only won two, uh, two tournaments, um, you know, just regular tournaments. So, uh, maybe uh, maybe he's right. Uh, maybe this formula works for him, and and he's only got to beat uh, you know ten twelve guys um, on a on a week like this. Uh, do you think he's right? Yeah, I don't think he's too far off. Whether he's one of those ten players or not is a different thing. Um, you, you don't know who's going to show up the, for the week, but yeah, definitely a lot of players uh, shoot themselves out uh, in the first two rounds. Yeah, no kidding. Well, he um, as you said, he shot the sixty two last week. And he gave uh, Justin Thomas a big run for his money. If he didn't get a double bogey by hitting it into the water on 18, uh, he, you know, if he gets a birdie, he possibly goes into a playoff with uh, Thomas there. So, um, you know, he, his game is, is finally coming along. He uh, was struggling there um, since this restart. But uh, have you seen something different this past week that uh, makes you believe that he can bring it into this weekend? He just has a lot more focus, it seems, uh, these last couple weeks here. Maybe uh, with his brother playing so well a few weeks back, kind of really spurred him on a bit. But 
that miss on 18 was very little punished big with going in the water, but he didn't really miss it by that much. So I, when it comes down to one shot like that, I think he's playing very well. Um, it's going to be a force this week. Uh, I heard that he brought in uh, putting guru Phil Kenyon, who made some switches to his putting. Uh, that has seemed to really help. He was a uh, fantastic putting this past week. Uh, he has a longtime swing coach of Claude Harmon, but he also brought in Pete Cowan, who fine-tuned his short game, was able to uh, focus a bit on his mental approach. Um, he actually led the field in strokes gain on the approach to the green last week. And, uh, you know, that was something crucial. Some of these long hitters, uh, you know, they have a lot of, uh, you know, distance, but when they, they, you know, they have to make that approach shot, they're uh, far off the fairway. They're not in really good positions. And then they have a hard time getting it close to the pin. But uh, his accuracy seemed really, really great. It seemed like, uh, you know, he was able to make some adjustments. Uh, we've seen uh, DeChambeau, you know, hit it so far, but actually hit it into spots where he can make these uh, short approach shots to the green. So those are two guys that, um, you know, are bombing it, but actually hitting it into places where they can make that nice approach. Uh, do you, you know, have you noticed uh, a big difference there? Yeah, absolutely. Even uh, JD hitting that one shot uh, last week where he bombed it past everyone else on a different line to have only a 50-yard shot in. Um, Bryson's maybe struggling a little bit with uh, some of the places he's been putting it, maybe <laughs> more with the officials. Uh, having a struggle with ant hills and and whatnot, where he thinks the out of bounds is, but uh, if he can kind of narrow that in a bit, he's going to have a better chance. But he's really been spraying it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get to Dechambeau in a couple of minutes, but uh, let's talk about Justin Thomas. He uh, overtake world number one this past week with his victory in Memphis, and uh, his game's looking super sharp. Goes in and what one of the co-favorites to win this. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen Justin Thomas play this superb in a few years. And, um, yeah, he's looking strong, obviously, going in. Uh, do you think yeah, we're going to see him at the top of the leaderboard come Sunday? I'd say he's going to give a good run for the money. His game looks really sharp, uh, his short game especially. It just has that deft touch around um, being able to spin it and land it, those exact yards that you need to uh, on some of these slopes where you have to land it on a down slope and have to spin it really well and, he just seems to have that touchdown right now. Yeah. Well, he overtook that number one, as I said. Uh, the last time he had number one was in 2018. He had it for four weeks, and then he lost it. Wasn't able to regain until this past week. Uh, but there actually are uh, four golfers that could overtake him with a victory. So John Rom, who had it for a couple of weeks uh, when he won at Mirfield Village and then lost it to Justin Thomas, he can overtake him with a win. Rory McIlroy, who had it for a really long time before – Rom took it. Webb Simpson and Dustin Johnson uh, all have a chance. Uh, so a lot to play for for these guys to, you know, retake that number one position in the gol in golfing world. Uh, it's really exciting and great for a, be a guy to be able to put that on his resume that he was number one and, and especially if, you know, to hold it for a few weeks or, you know, long time. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a very interesting week uh, with all those players um, going for number one. The, the winds are going to be high all week, nice clear skies, so hopefully, knock on wood, no uh, rain delays this week. But uh, the, yeah, high winds, uh, 20, 30 kilometers an hour pretty well all week, so that's going to be interesting to see how these players can uh, drive it in this narrow fairways with a thick rough. Um, it's going to be really exciting to see. 
Yeah, they've, they've said that the uh, course conditions are going to be pretty tough this uh, week, just uh, from, from the weather. They're saying the uh, temperature is going to be in the low 60s. There's always that marine air there that doesn't allow the ball to travel as far. They said they're going to probably have about 30 yards less distance because they only can get about 10 miles an hour less club head speed and ball speed. So uh, a lot of guys are looking at these track man numbers, uh, something new for, for, you know, a lot of the uh, fans of golf. Uh, these guys are always checking and seeing distance numbers and they're, um, they're trying to evaluate, you know, you know where they're going to hit the ball and how far they're going to hit it and stuff. Um, yeah. It's interesting that uh, in California, it's some of the places where the, the least amount of ball flight is in the world. Uh, yeah, it's going to add some uh, intrigue to, to the tournament, I think. Yeah, it's amazing the technology that's out there now. There's a lot of guesswork has been taken out. They can really fine-tune what exactly their ball's doing in what certain conditions. So it's a real big advantage for them. Yeah. Well, you mentioned DeChambeau. Let's talk about him. Uh, this is the first major with his new body and the, the new uh, swing approach. Um, do you think uh, you know he can get some of these other distractions away. You mentioned the ants and uh, talking to the officials and trying to get every advantage you can. Do you think you'll be able to just focus on the golf and, and be near the top of the leaderboard come Sunday? I, I'm not too sure this week. He's really, uh, he just seems to be a little bit off. He's spraying the ball quite a bit and getting into a lot of trouble. And this is a course, I think you can be punished even if you miss the fairway a little bit. And he, uh, he's just kind of struggling a bit with, uh, with finding that. And the short game just doesn't seem to quite be there in the last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, his short game was uh, phenomenal for uh, a stretch there. When he won at the Rocket Mortgage, um, you know, all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, my God, he's going to just compete uh, forever. You know, he's going to be at the top for, you know, ever and ever. And a lot of guys are just like, hey, hold on, hold on. You know, this is just, you know, one tournament, he put it all together, uh, you know, golf. You know, he can blast as far as you want, but if your short game's not not there, you're just – not going to be able to win tournaments. And, you know, he's proved it, I guess, a little bit in those last two weeks. So, you know, we're, we're hoping that he can put it together, though. He's exciting. Uh, you know, since he came back with this new body, this new swing, uh, he's, he's actually, um, you know, attracted a lot more people to golf. He's got so many more followers on social media. He's uh, really upped his game and, and made it a lot of fun. Uh, you know, somebody that, you know, you really want to watch tee off at all, you know, all 18 holes. Yeah, he does. He's got a lot of flair for sure. He can really rip that ball. Like, when you just almost coming out of his shoes the way that left foot kicks out on that follow through. It's just, it's so impressive. Yeah. Well, um, another return for Tiger Woods. Uh, last time he came back, he didn't fare so well. He ended up tied 40th at the Memorial, uh, but he's back. He's won the PGA Championship four times in his career. He's also had some pretty good success on this course. He won the championship back in 2005, uh, 2009, they had the President's Cup there and he went 5-0 and with Steve Stricker, looked phenomenal in, in, in that championship. And uh, yeah, he's, um, you know, fared pretty well. He's won 14 times in California, grew up there, played in Stanford and, and university. Um, what are we gonna see from Tiger? Uh, are we gonna see the rust or do you think we're gonna see somebody that's competing near the top? I think everyone wants to see someone that's competing at the top, but realistically he may have a, a bit too much rust uh you're saying though he, he does play well in california and uh, he does have that good track record there so he maybe has a better feel for how that ball flies in the, those certain conditions so you can have all the the technology you want but uh, at the end of the day you actually have to hit those shots with that feel so 
maybe he does have a slight advantage right there. Yeah. Well, he's still trying to um, overtake Sam Snead for that uh, 83rd victory of all time. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I sure hope he, he can compete. I uh, hope he doesn't miss the cut. It's always nice to see him play the four rounds and get an opportunity. And, uh, you know, I wish he had played some tune-up uh, tournaments before this. Uh, you know, that 40th position just showed that, you know, his game isn't quite there yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, let, let's hope um, he can compete and uh, be near the top. And, and, you know, if he can win that 83rd and 16th major, uh, you know, how historic will that, will that be? We'll be talking about that for, for many, many decades to come. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be great to see if you could uh, put it together here. It's uh, it's tough to, to come out of the woodwork again. Like you're, he's not playing consistent golf. He's not uh, he's not practicing as much on the on the tour. So it'd be interesting to see how he can tee it up there come Thursday. Yeah, well, he's with an, an amazing featured uh, trio of golfers there: uh, Roy McIlroy and Justin Thomas. Uh, uh, imagine just being a fan and being able to be there and follow those three guys around. Uh, how spectacular would that be? No fans here. Uh, there's you know, going to be a lack of energy and a lack of uh, you know, excitement around Tiger. I'm not, sure Tiger, I'm not sure how Tiger will fare with no fans. Uh, you know, giving him that energy, he always seemed to feed off of it. Uh, you know, we saw him just have some amazing performances in the PGA Championship, especially like Bob May, that uh, incredible duel he had that just uh, excited the fans beyond belief. And, you know, it's something we talk about. It happened 20 years ago, but we're still able to reflect on how incredible that was. But just imagine Justin Thomas, Roy McIlroy, Tiger Woods. Like, I don't know if I would be able to leave and go and see other golfers if they were on the course and I was there. Yeah, I'd be a tough one to leave for sure. There's some great, great uh, pairings uh, for this week. But yeah, that's a huge factor without the fans. Uh, Tiger and uh, Kepka and all these players—they feed off that that energy and hearing those roars from the different holes and the, and the size and the gas and all that stuff just just feeds off of people people encouraging you on the fairway, everything like that. So it's uh, it's a def- different feel out there for sure. But no, that's a great threesome there for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I'm gonna go into some of the other uh, pairings that they have. We've got. Kepka's with Woodland and Lowry. Um, that'll be great. Woodland's been playing really great, and and Shane Lowry plays really good in a lot of the the majors. So um, yeah, a nice feature group to watch. Um, then we've got uh, Spieth with DJ and Justin Rose. Um, DJ has had some ups and downs recently, but I expect him to play well. He plays really well in the majors. I think him and Kepka are really close buddies, and I think they both realize um you know those are the tournaments that they're going to remember for be remembered for um what do you expect out of uh spieth and and dj yeah i think they're going to be playing uh, real well they're going to be again super focused uh, for the majors so uh, it's hard to say dj's really uh bounced back from those uh, couple shaky rounds he had and uh i don't know spieth just doesn't hasn't quite had it going he's had it going a few rounds so it'll be interesting to see i think uh, with a bit of a sharper focus uh should be a really good finish for them uh, as, I, as we mentioned earlier, Kepka won last year. Dustin Johnson finished second and Spieth finished third. So, um, you know, it'd be nice to see those guys back up again. Jordan Spieth is seeking his career Grand Slam. He has won all the other majors, hasn't been able to uh, win the PGA. He's 0-3 since he uh, was able to secure the other three. And, uh, yeah, Dustin Johnson, um, yeah, as you say, um, you know, playing, playing inconsistent. But, uh, you know, let's hope he puts it together this 
this week. Uh, some of the other pairings that I've noticed are uh, John Rom, Phil Mickelson, and Sergio Garcia. Just uh, imagine that one. Oh, man, that, that'll be just so fun to watch. Yeah, when I saw that one, I was really excited for that one. Uh, Rom playing so well, and uh, Garcia and, and Mickelson. Mickelson's really, really coming on strong after last week. I don't know if you saw that one flop shot he hit just skyrocketed right up and almost jarred it. Like, he's getting some of those touches back in his putting. Phil's putting's looking phenomenal right now. He's, he's, he struggled with before, before. He had that little driver tucked under the arms, and he was kind of trying to, to work with it there. But he's back to his old putter and uh, really stroking it well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I think uh, Phil wins. It'll be the um, oldest major winner. Uh, I think I saw 48 years old from Boros uh, years back. Uh, so, you know, Phil uh, has been playing really great. Uh, got into tie for second place last week. And, uh, yeah, it'd be really nice to see him uh, right near the top and, you know, do it as almost 50-year-old. It would be incredible. So, um, yeah, we I've, I've got Finau, Willett, and Cantlay as guys to watch. Um, we've got Webb Simpson with Paul Casey and Ian Poulter. Um, a lot of fun there. Uh, the Canadians, we got Corey Connors plays with Zach Johnson and Shez Reevy. Um, you know, really three very solid players and I expect them to be in the top 20. Uh, it's going to be fun for Corey Connors to place with such great guys in the first couple rounds. Yeah, absolutely. Corey Connors is a real good, uh, real good uh, greens regulation. He's fourth on tour in greens regulation. He's plays very solid to the greens. So it'll be interesting to see if he can come back. Uh, not that he's been playing bad, but he's just quite, not quite have it together, but uh, it'd be a nice little, nice little threesome there with uh, Chase Reeby. Yeah. Um, then we got Nick Taylor with Rory Sabatini and Mike Otterson. And Adam Hadwin plays with Brent Snedeker and Zhang. Um, also, we got Daniel Berger, Xander Shoffley, and Steve Stricker. Um, a lot of fun. And the other Canadian, Mackenzie Hughes, plays with Harris English and uh, David Matit. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's nice to have uh, four Canadians in there. Uh, you know, I expect uh, them to you know, be competing. I'm not sure, you know, if we're going to be able to pull out a win with such a loaded field, but, uh, you know, it's nice to see them, uh, you know, in this tournament, having an opportunity at a major, it would be, you know, phenomenal. Uh, we haven't seen a major from Canadian, obviously, since Mike Weir. And um, yeah, it'd be uh, really fun to be able to cheer them on. I hope they make the weekend and uh, yeah, put in a really good showing. Yeah. Mackenzie Hughes had a 60 earlier in the year. So he's a, uh... You know he can do it, so it'll just be interesting to see uh, who tees it up on Thursday. So we uh, we're only two weeks away from the FedEx uh, playoffs. Um, obviously, uh, you know, being a major, guys are focused, but they also are focused trying to uh, you know make sure that they can secure a really good position getting into that playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, this typically the PGA Championships held at the beginning of the year, and it doesn't have a lot of bearing. You're not looking at playoff seating and stuff like that, but. Do you think that's going to add a lot um, to this? Um, guys really, you know, grinding hard to try to get the top position that they can in the, the playoffs? Absolutely. You know, they're always trying to just get that slight advantage. And when it's this close to the end, and these, these tournaments meaning so much, obviously they're going to have a lot more focus and a lot more determination. So it'd be really interesting to see how that weekend plays out. Yeah, exactly. Um this par 70, not a, not a really long course, 7,200 yards about, um, but uh, very tough. It looks really tough. I, I've, I've watched some of the practice rounds and uh, watched them, uh, you know, go around the course. Uh, very thin fairways, super thick, rough. Uh, the, you know, we talked about the weather conditions. 
Um, last year, Brooks Kepta actually shot a four over par and beat Dustin Johnson by two shots. Uh, so 74 on the final day. Uh, you know, where do you think we're going to see the scores? Do you think uh, it's going to be, you know, few, only a few guys getting into the um, red figures under par? Yeah, I don't see anyone getting uh, too low and, and staying low. Like, obviously, you're going to have a few players fight it up a, a few days. But overall, like, I, you can't see it going much more than four or five under, really, uh, with that thick, thick rough. Um, you can get some really nasty lies in there where you just have to pitch it out. You could be 150 yards and can't even get a club on it. So it'll be very interesting to see. Yeah. Well, this tournament's really amazing with the, the PGA pros that get to play. A lot of guys that are just professionals at their own home courses around the U.S. Uh, kind of unique. A lot of guys, um, you, know, you know, being able to play a major uh, when, you know, they're just playing on their home course through the year. They're not professionals, uh, you know, that uh, are on the tour going through. Um, I, I wanted to touch on that just briefly. Uh, you were a caddy for a guy that uh, was trying to get into the U.S. Open. Obviously a different major, but... You know, a lot of these guys are kind of facing the same thing. They're, you know, not grinding it out on the pro tour like these other guys. But tell tell the viewers a little bit about that experience, caddying for a guy that was going into the qualifying tournament, trying to make it into a major. Uh, must have been exciting uh, around for everybody, electric feeling, thinking that if, you know, if you can finish in the top of this tournament, uh, you, you know, you're going to be able to play a major. Yeah, golf's uh, very special that way. Um, you can play very well have a very good game and, and you have a legitimate chance to go play professionally, uh, go through all the channels and, and you have a chance to tee it up with the best in the world and a legitimate chance to win. So it's, it's very special that way. Uh, the uh, qualifier that I went to was down in Anaconda, Montana, uh, where 37 players are going for two spots to go to another qualifier, to go to the sectional qualifier. So it's a long road for a lot of these players that obviously the U S open and the, uh, the British open are a little bit different setup as far as the qualifying goes where that's, it's an open, anyone can go, but I uh, hear, yeah, the, the PGA professionals uh, getting a chance to tee it up where they, you know, they're working their day job and then now they get to like showcase their, their skills. So that's a, it's a very exciting uh, opportunity for these guys. Yeah, no, I think that's incredible. Uh, you know, you know, it's nice to lace them up and all of a sudden make it into the NHL playoffs. Uh, you know, lace up some shoes and go on the basketball court and face uh, guys like Michael Jordan, uh, Steph Curry, you know, uh, LeBron James and stuff like that. The, you know, golf's so unique in that, you know, way what you said. You know, just, you know, all of a sudden you, you're watching these guys week after week and all of a sudden, you know, a week later, here you are teeing it up with them, against them. And uh, we've seen, you know, guys, you know, win this tournament. Uh, I'll, I'll point to John Daly. He was the ninth alternate when he won it in 1991. The ninth alternate. So that didn't mean that uh, nine guys had to drop out. And he find, found out last day, he, you're in. You better get here. I think he had to jump in his RV and, and get there as quick as he could. And uh, he won the tournament and changed his life. Um, yeah, the, uh, the alternate that stands out for me that I noticed on the list was Alex Noren. Uh, 14 guys actually dropped out of the tournament so far, uh, had to withdraw for numerous reasons. I'll go down the list in a second, but, um, yeah, Alex Noren, uh, just, you know, having this opportunity, he didn't know if he was going to make it in, but he was the fir first alternate. Kind of cool. Do you remember that John Daly tournament? How spectacular that was? Yeah, it's, it's just incredible. <laughs> having that, uh, like everyone having nine people have to drop out and then having to rush there, not prepared and then tee it up and win. Uh, that's just incredible. Um, Alex Noren, like you're saying, he's been playing extremely well this year. 
Um, he's just always kind of been in the hunt. Uh, he's had three top tens. Uh, you know, playing very well. Um, Corey Connors earlier in the year, he was a Monday qualifier, or that was last year, sorry. Monday qualifier ended up winning through the Monday qualifier, ended up playing in the Masters. So just kind of incredible. That Bullsman, there's so many guys that are just that close to, to being professional that uh, it's, just, it's just a nice opportunity that they have. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Uh, we I mentioned John Daly. He actually withdrew. He said he withdrew because of COVID concerns. Uh, he's a diabetic and he um, had some injury troubles and he thought, you know, just didn't want to risk um, catching COVID. So he withdrew. Uh, when you win this uh, PGA championship, you actually get a, a lifetime uh, entry into the tournament. So, you, you know, you win once and you can play in, you know, forever and ever and ever. So John Daly's been coming back since 1991 and teeing it up. Uh, he unfortunately had to withdraw. Uh, we mentioned um, Tiger Woods winning on this tournament before. He actually beat John Daly uh, down the stretch in, in that tournament in 2005 and, and won uh, here at, at this uh, Harding Park. So kind of cool. Um, some of the other guys that had to withdraw, um, Lee Westwood did for COVID concerns as well. Um, Brendan Grace um, actually had a positive COVID test, so he's not in the tournament. Uh, JB Holmes, Charles Howell, and VJ Singh all had injuries and they're out. Uh, Francesco Molinari, Y.E. Yang, and Thomas, Thomas Peters all decided uh, they couldn't come. They weren't given uh, big reasons, but oh, and then also uh, Ryan Moore um, just withdrew. He was the, the latest withdrawal, and uh, Ryan Moore's been playing fantastic uh, since this restart. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate for those guys, but uh, maybe we'll, you know, we'll see somebody uh, come out of the woodwork. Somebody we never heard about and uh, has an opportunity to win this tournament. Uh, it, it makes it exciting. It's kind of cool to, you know, see the opportunity these guys have. Uh, usually, you know, the cream rises to the top and, uh, you know, it is the big boys there. But uh, it'd be pretty exciting to see somebody coming out like a tin cup. Boom, all said, boom, uh, we, we've got, a, you know, an unknown winning this. Yeah, absolutely. I think you see a lot of names uh, up in that leaderboard throughout the week that uh, you just didn't expect to see up there with those very uh, narrow fairways and thick, rough, uh, high winds. You just, it's a lot of, a lot of variables out there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people uh, say, you know, this is one of the uh, lesser of the four tournaments because there's not a lot of memorable moments that you can remember. You know, some of the things in the open, obviously masters, incredible uh, amount of times you can remember U S open some, spectacular crazy amazing wins that you know nobody will forget but uh you know there, there's that uh, you know major that we talked about with tiger woods and bob tway uh, 2000 uh you know try to find that uh find the highlights of that one of the you know most incredible uh performances by a guy fighting tiger uh there was a lot of times tiger couldn't find an equal but that you know that entire weekend uh you know on into monday was just one of the best shootouts I've ever seen. Something that just couldn't, you know, it was so shocking. And uh, actually, Bob May was a competitor of Tiger when they were growing up. Uh, was really good, you know, an amateur player. And no, not a lot of people knew too much about him when he, you know, got into the pros. But, um, yeah, you know, that uh, tournament was just so fun and something that, you know, I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, that was a spectacular battle. You didn't expect to see him the made a hang in there that long, um, go shot for shot with them. It was just, uh, just amazing to see. Yeah. And the other one was, um, uh, Bob Tway. He beat Greg Norman in 1986. Uh, Norman had a huge lead. Uh, Tway came back and hit a bunker shot, uh, hold a bunker shot and, and won the tournament. So those are the two, 
really big ones that I, I super remember. And, you know, I, I, I love this PGA championship. It's so much fun. Uh, it does give opportunities for a lot of these PGA pros or yeah, these, these pros that are, uh, you know, at regional courses all over. And, um, and then, you know, the, the best golfers in the world are there too. So this is going to be fun. Uh, let's, um, let's give some of the viewers and listeners some of our best bets. Uh, I, I got some DraftKings that I'm going to get into. So I put together a couple of the four round variety. It's called the classic on DraftKings. And uh, so I've got, um, I've got two classic lineups so far. And uh, I've got Hatton, Finau, Woodland, and Scott in both. Uh, I've got Kepka and Ben Ann in the one. And I've got Thomas and R Rowenski, who won last week at the Barracuda Championship, in the other. So uh, pretty good lineup. Hey, Casey, uh, are you impressed with, with either one of those? Yeah, those sound really good. Uh, Wierenski's uh, been playing extremely well. He, he could have easily won twice. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's been really lighting it up there. That's, that's a good pick. I think he's uh, coming on strong. Yeah, well, it's kind of cool that I was able to get uh, both winners from last week, Thomas and Rowenski, uh, fitting in with Adam Scott, Gary Woodland, Tony Finau, and uh, Terrell Hatton. Uh, that's, uh, that's great. And then the other one I decided to – I just switched Kepka and Thomas and Ben Ann for Rowenski. Uh, ben Ann's been playing – great golf lately too so uh and then okay then we go to a, a one round um a one round tournament it's it's called the um showdown and uh so that one i i decided to really throw in uh some really good golfers i got dechambeau and mcelroy at the top then i got tiger harris english use luton and nick taylor the canadian in in that group so um yeah kind of a cool one day all those guys uh, seem to have really good openings to tournaments. And uh, so I decided to look at their round one average and uh, fire them all in. And uh, yeah, I was, I was amazed I could fit, uh, you know, that amount of talent in my, uh, in my showdown group. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very nice there. Uh, the first round, yeah, you'd, uh, a lot of luck can happen. Uh, Nick Taylor has, has done very well in the, the first round in a lot of tournaments. Uh, expect to see him up there for sure. Yeah. And then uh, the, the last um, groups that you can get into are something called the golf tiers. So they'll have about three or four guys in each tier and you just try to pick the top guy in each group. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I got a, a murderer's row of guys here. I've got Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Webb Simpson, Terrell Hatton, Tony Finau and Harris English. So, um, yeah, you know, go down to DraftKings.com, uh, set up a profile if you haven't already. Uh, you can play for as little as free, get into free contests, 25 cents, $1 up to thousands of dollars, whatever you prefer. Um, yeah, you know, as they say, if you want to gamble, use your game sense and, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't mortgage the house on it. But, uh, you know, it adds a little bit of excitement. I, I love it. Uh, DraftKings is a lot of fun. And uh, I know, Casey, that you put together a lineup. Uh, do you want to you tell the viewers what you got? Yeah, I just got one. Uh, it was a $5 one for 100 Um Just thought I'd shoot the works, really. Um, I got McElroy, Kepka, Connors, uh, Sepp Straka, Fitzpatrick, and good old Jim Furyk coming fresh off the win. Wow. So we'll, we'll awesome. try that. Wow, awesome. Wow, that, yeah, that's smart. I, I looked at Furyk a bit, and I thought, uh, yeah, he did win. In, uh, you know, he did win last week, but it was in the 50 uh, year over, so maybe, maybe he won't be able to compete, but uh, let's hope he does. Uh, yeah, that's really great. And uh, you got some amazing golfers at the top there too, don't you? 
Yeah, I got lucky. I got McElroy and Kepka in there. Um, Straka, he, he's been playing very well. He's a very solid finish. Uh, he plays very well on the weekend, so I think you see him up there. And Fitzpatrick as well. Um, good wind player as well, kind of used to similar conditions. Um, I, I think you're going to see him play very well too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so – yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, DraftKings uh, just adds so much to it. Uh, I've I've actually been pretty successful in the last few weeks and won some money. Um, did you have any other best bets that you're um, you know were able to secure yet, Casey? Yeah, well, I got, well, I like the long shots too. I got a couple long shots I'm going to throw in out there. Uh, Danny Willett, uh, he's at 125 to one right now. Um, you can bet that, and you can bet that each way, uh, one through eighth place on uh, bet three six five. They have that on right now, and um i like that terrell hatton too as far as a long shot he's uh really probably not that big of a long shot either probably uh, it's at 50 to 1 and wow. as well uh i don't know i think kepka's going to be be playing pretty well and uh, mcelroy i think those two out of the out of the top players i think they're going to play the best this week but we'll see what happens yeah well i'll go down uh some of the odds that uh, i've got on the, the latest um look in uh, so I've got um, Kepka and, and Justin Thomas as the, the favorites at 10 to 1. So, I mean, still, you know, 10, 10, 10 to 1, 10 times your money. That's pretty sweet. Uh, then the next guys in line are McElroy and John Rahm at 14 to 1. Uh, oh, also, Bryson DeChambeau's in that, that group too. So McElroy, John Rahm, and Bryson DeChambeau, 14 to 1. Um, yeah, who would you put your money on out of those three guys? I like McElroy at 14 to 1 there myself. Uh... I just think it's uh, his. He's he's really been chomping uh, to play some good golf here. I think this may be his time uh, time to play some good golf. So I've got uh, Dustin Johnson and Xander Shoffley at twenty to one. Then we've got uh, Patrick Cantley and Webb Simpson at twenty five. Uh, Tiger thirty to one with Morikawa thirty to one. Morikawa, we haven't even mentioned Morikawa. Uh, great player, um, challenging some of Tiger's records, uh, winning at such a young age, winning. Uh, you know, actually entering tournaments and not, uh, you know, having been cut, uh, you know, close to Tiger's records, uh, you know, really just came in and uh, has really impressed uh, in his tour debut. Yeah, absolutely. He won on the sixth start, which uh, Tiger won on his fifth start. And uh, he made 23 cuts. And I think Tiger had 25 cuts in a row. So very similar golf. He looks very comfortable out there. He even had the yips on one of those playoffs where he could have won – as well and uh yeah to close it out there against uh jt making that 24 footer on 18 is just that's gonna do wonders for the confidence so i i think he'll he'll play well as well yeah no i i like this kid and um yeah he's a lot of fun to watch uh as i mentioned a couple weeks ago him and his him and his girlfriend are who's a really good golfer um you know they they play a lot of com competitions against each other and she, you know, he said she always beats him in the short game competition. So he's always constantly trying to push it. And uh, yeah, we mentioned a power couple this last weekend with Daniel Kang and Maverick McNeely. Uh, yeah, this the Morikawa's are a really great golfing power couple. Uh, find out some of the views on YouTube that they have. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, really great to see them together. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's look at a couple more longer shots. Daniel Berger and Jason Day, thirty-five to one. Um, yeah, who do you who do you see being the best guy out of those two? I think Berger. Uh, Day kind of looked like he had a bit of back problems, kind of uh, going back a few weeks there. Obviously, playing a bit wetter conditions, more humid there. He may uh, 
his back might flare up a bit more, especially if you're going at it hard out of the thick rough and those and some of those bunker shots. Uh, he doesn't like to hold back, so <laughs> he, he he suffers for it for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He looked a little ginger when he was reaching down to get the ball out of the hole. Uh, you know, I've seen guys with bad backs and. They, you know, they're, they're, they don't look spry when they're picking their ball up out of the hole. And, you know, I, I, I saw him, uh, you know, holding it at times through the tournament. So you're right. Yeah, yeah. Jason Day looks a little injured to me. So um, then we got 40 to 1. Uh, you mentioned Matthew Fitzpatrick being on your uh, DraftKings list. Uh, Ricky, Fowler, Ricky Fowler, Patrick Reed, and Tony Finau. 40 to 1. Also with Victor Hovland. 40 to 1. Uh, you know, I've, there's some really good bets in, in, in that group. Yeah, for sure. I really like Fitzpatrick uh, this week. I think he's going to have a good, uh, at least a top 10, I would say. He's uh, really playing well. I want to put some money on uh, Phil Mickelson. He's 100 to 1. Um, I'm hoping that they'll give me a little odds where, you know, he can finish the top three. Uh, he might not win, but, uh, you know, I, I've seen Phil, uh, when, when he's on, he can compete and be right up there. So 100 to 1 for Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I like that one too. He's rolling up all good. He's played well next last week there with that ten under tie for second. He's right there. He's he's got the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be a, a fantastic tournament. Uh, as you said, you know, this is a long, long wait between majors. Um, Thirteen months. Uh, you know, it's I think it's the longest wait uh, since maybe the one of the wars or something. Uh, you know, really crazy. Uh, you know, having to wait this long and uh, these guys, you know, a lot of them uh, focus their whole year around these tournaments, especially a guy like Tiger. Uh, so, you know, to wait this long, uh, you know, it could lend to some of the, you know, best tournaments that we've ever seen. And uh, as I said, a couple of weeks before the playoffs, the guys really want to, you know, show well heading in there. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I can't believe how excited I, I can't wait for them to tee off tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's going to be just an amazing week without those high winds and that thick rough. And I think a lot of players, the lead's going to change so much. It's just going to be incredible to see uh, who comes out on top. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, let's hope it's something historic. Uh, it would be really incredible if Brooks Kepka can win the, you know, his third in a row. We haven't seen that in 50 years or something. And, um, yeah, it's been a long time. Obviously, if Tiger wins, he uh, breaks the all-time record from Sam Snead. Justin Thomas wins, uh, solidifies his hold on number one. Uh, some of those other golfers have a really good chance to get number one in the world themselves. John Rahm wants it back after having it for two weeks. Uh, it's definitely not long enough. So, um, yeah, I mean, really exciting, amazing amount of great golf. Uh, the, the parody of golf has never been better. Uh, there's so many amazingly, incredibly talented top golfers right at the top there that have opportunities to win these. And, and these majors are, you know, things that you don't forget. You remember for years and years and, uh, you know, if you have spent some time this weekend, watch some golf, uh, PVR if uh, it's too nice outside and you want to wait, wait till it's dark out. Uh, but yeah, don't miss it. It's going to be a fantastic tournament. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I, I just get so jacked up for majors and, uh, you know, it's been way too long to wait for, for this one. Yeah, I'm in that same boat. Uh, it's it's going to be incredible to watch, especially without the crowds. Uh, you see that rough's not going to be trampled down in a lot of spots. These players are going to spray it all over and uh, facing some even more difficult shots from <laughs> some offline drives. So it'll be interesting to see where some of these drives end up. 
yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, especially the guys that are just bombing it, DeChambeau and Kepka and uh, Tony Finau lately. Uh, you know, just uh, absolutely just coming out of their shoes on these swings and uh, not really knowing where it's going. Uh, Justin Thomas, that uh, incredible shot you you referenced it earlier. That incredible shot where he's the only guy that hit on the other side of the creek uh, to everybody else, and it turned out to be. Fantastic shot that he got a birdie on. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I've, I've played a couple of those courses down there. Uh, it's, uh, it's a really neat track, a really neat area. I think they have four or five courses in that little small area of San Francisco. And, and uh, yeah, I remember playing Olympic, and I really just couldn't believe it. I had some flashbacks of memories of watching uh, some of the you know top pros play on it. And it's really neat. They're going back there. Uh, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a cool spot right on the water there. And, uh, you know, tucked in with all these courses that have had, you know, so many amazing moments on the PGA tour. Yeah. That's a nice little hub there. Uh, Olympics just right across the lake there. I think it's less than a half a mile away. So this is a, it's a definite excitement of, of golf. A lot of good golf fans there, which unfortunately won't be able to get to, to line the fairways there, but you know, they're, you know, they're rooting and you know, they're cheering. Yeah. Okay. Well, Casey, uh, this was great. Uh, really fun conversation today. Uh, my excitement level is uh, off the charts and I'm glad yours is as well. Uh, I can't, uh, can't wait to see some of your text uh, over the weekend as uh, the uh, leaderboard starts taking shape and, and uh, we'll, yeah, we, uh, you know, we'll have a great call on Monday, I'm sure to break this down. Yeah, you know, it's just going to be exciting this week. It's just going to be, there's so many players that could be right up at the top that, uh, yeah, it's really hard to say, but got our bets in. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Keep your <laughs> fingers crossed and uh, enjoy the golf, Casey. Uh, thanks again. Uh, I'll let you get back to your sailboat and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. I'm sure we'll talk uh, through the weekend. Okay, Darren. Yeah, thanks. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye for now. Bye. Yeah, you too. Take care. Okay, so... Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Uh, we really covered a lot of ground there, and uh, yeah, we were able to you know discuss a lot of the you know top guys and best bets. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, I, I just cannot wait for Thursday morning. I am going to um, be PVRing and watching. Uh, there's so much other um, playoffs and different things going on in in hockey and basketball and baseball. But uh, this tournament's going to be absolutely fantastic. So enjoy it. Uh, tune in on Monday, and we'll have a great breakdown. Take care of yourself. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great weekend ahead. Love you. Bye for now.